0: You're listening to the Match of Her Day podcast, living ninety three six five.
1: Hello and welcome to the first ever Match of Her Day podcast. I'm BBC London's Chris Slegg,
2: And I'm Stamat the Miller, former Tottenham player and current QPR midfielder.
1: We're at Hayes Lane, home of Bromley Men's Football Club and Crystal Palace Ladies.
2: And today they're taking on Tottenham in the FA Cup fourth round.
1: We'll be hearing from the players who have to juggle their football dreams with their full-time careers.
2: And it's access all areas as we get the drama from the dressing room.
1: And what's the talk on the terrace? We'll get the fans' views on what's been in the news this week. Well first, a bit of background. This season, Crystal Palace ladies are playing at the highest level in their history. Last summer, they were granted an FA licence to compete in the championship. That's the second tier of women's football in England. So they're one of the top 22 teams in the country, but life here is far removed from that of the elite clubs in the women's super league. The WSL is, for the first time, fully professional this season and the very top players at the very top clubs are reported to earn upwards of £70,000 a year, but here in the championship all the clubs, with the exception of Manchester United, are part time. When she's not training or playing, Jordan Butler works 9 to 5 in the
0: heart of London? I'd say the older I'm getting, the harder it becomes. Um, I think, especially playing in WSL2 at the moment, it's um, hard work, like training three nights a week and then obviously a game on Sunday, I get to like a Wednesday after we've been solid for three days and I'm like dead on my feet. So yeah, it is really hard to kind of combine the two, but I think it's just the love for football that sort of gets you through it.
1: Now, you were playing at at this level in the Championship with Millwall Mm -hmm. last season. What have you made of the way, since the restructure, does it feel like a more professional division this time around obviously it's still part-time but does it feel like there is a higher profile and a more professional approach to the competition?
0: Um, I think what it is every year every team are progressing and I think obviously the standard therefore is then increasing I think last year a lot of um, players couldn't go full-time so those um, players at that standard had to drop down to our level which has obviously increased the level that we're playing at WSL two. so um, I'd definitely say the standard this year has increased Um, in terms of training and stuff here we train um, more than i did last year at millwall so um that extra night does uh, play dividends and obviously um adds to the amount of time that we're in and, and makes me a little bit more tired by the end of the week
1: <laughs> we've got just over an hour till kick off yeah. here tell me how you feel on a match day
0: um at this moment in time I, it's like my bit i'm a bit nervous at the moment so once i get in the change room and settle down with the girls have like a mad 20 minutes i'd say um i've just like dancing around to the music just chilling out a little bit and, and then obviously getting out to the warm up that's when I start to become more focused and, and allow my like, nerves to sort of evaporate I'd say, um, but obviously it's a big game for us today, it's the FA Cup, so like anyone says, anything can happen. I know obviously Tottenham are doing really well in the league. We've played them three times already, beating them in the County Cup at penalties. so it's a game that we definitely feel we can win, but um, yeah, we're looking forward to it.
1: Do you know if you're playing yet, if you're in the starting lineup?
0: up uh, No, not, not just yet. I don't think we normally find out either just before we go out for a warm-up or just after, so it um, depends on what the gaffer wants to do. Um, I'm hoping today before the warm-up, so everyone can sort of get them pretty much nerves out of the way. Um, But yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed.
1: Wow, I thought you'd find out the day before. That feels really late. How do you feel on a day when you find out that you're actually playing or if you're on the subs bench? I mean, I guess you've just got to be professional and yeah. approach it, whatever you're told.
0: Yeah, it's difficult. I think it's one of them things that it's nice to know because you can prepare a different way. And obviously, then if you're in the um, not in the starting eleven, you can deal with it a bit different if you're sitting on the bench. Um, but I, I suppose it's just down to the gaffer in it. Like every manager's different. Some managers like to know like like you to know during the week. Some managers like you to know 10 minutes before the warm-up so that there's not that extra feel around the change room for those that are disappointed that they don't want that to rub off onto the players. So. It's a difficult one. I preferably like to know a little bit earlier so I can get myself in the right frame of mind. But like I said, Dean does it a slightly different way. So we just have to get used to it. <laughs> There's
1: been talk in the media this week that the FA should look at redistributing the prize money. It was 3.6 million for the, the men's team that wins the, uh, the FA Cup and 25,000 for the women's team yeah. that wins the FA Cup, which is actually less than the men's FA Vase winners yeah. would get and that's for teams in tier nine and below. Is that something that you think needs to be looked at soon or do you feel that actually there's small steps and a lot of good stuff is happening at the
0: moment? Um, I definitely think it is something that needs to be looked at I think when in past experiences when you look at it the women's game needs a lot more money to become sustainable for all clubs and that's at the the top level and also at the the levels below so um, I think for the, the smaller clubs it's a great incentive to keep getting and keep going through the rounds if there is a bigger prize money for them then it's better and they can put more into the club better facilities better training options for the girls and I definitely feel like it is something that needs to be looked at because for us getting through uh, getting through the rounds would be such a bigger feeling a bit of buzz for the club that it might increase a lot more people coming down and bigger facilities that we could then put on so yeah hopefully they'll be able to look into it
1: okay dish the dirt on your teammates for us <laughs> who, who's the dressing room prankster who's, who plays the practical jokes
0: uh, I'd probably say Hannah McKenzie or Kira Watlin. Together they're a little bit of trouble, so uh, yeah, they're definitely the pranksters. Best dresser? Oh, I'd have to go Ashley Hink, she's always got a, a good name brand on.
1: And who's got the worst taste in
0: music? I'd oh, have to go Hannah. She's, honestly, she plays the most ridiculous old school songs ever. I mean, last week we had S Club 7 in the, in the change room, which a lot of people weren't too happy with. So. Hannah
1: McKenzie again, take, yeah, taking honestly,
0: that one. 100%, without a doubt, last week. The change room was like completely dead because she was playing the worst music ever.
1: We better let you go and see what she's going to serve yeah. up for you today. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan.
0: Thank
3: you.
1: Well, the long-serving manager here is Dean Davenport. 15 years at Crystal Palace ladies, the first season playing at this level, the second tier, the championship, just how big a challenge has it been?
4: Yeah, it's been a, a massive challenge. Um, obviously, we didn't know um, pre-season whether he was going to be in the championship or not. So we had obviously like six weeks wait to find out whether we were going to get it or not. So um, I think everyone knows the story. Um, but yeah, actually finally getting it was huge for us as a, as a club. Um, and now obviously, halfway through, it's been very tough, um, but like I say, we're, we're, up, we're up for the challenge and hopefully um, this part of the season will go a little better than the first.
1: You say very tough, alluding to the league position there, second to bottom, but as you say, perhaps not surprising given how little time you had to prepare. On a day like this, when you're you're meeting a team from your own division in the FA Cup, but they're doing ever so well in, in your table, first of the ta- top of the table, how do you prepare for it?
4: Um, it's quite easy, really, because most of the teams, obviously, we play against at the moment. They've been in this league two or three seasons, so they've had a good, a good platform to build from. Um, as of we've only been, obviously, start this season. Um, we initially planned to be in the Premier League um, at the start of the season. So for us, like I said, coming into this league, it's been a massive challenge. Um, we've played Tottenham now; it's about be our fourth time this season, so we kind of know their players, the way they play. We'll have a few surprises today, hopefully. There's a few fitness tests going on, so um, we just will go into it as any other game. Um, there is a little bit of pot of gold at the end, which makes it a little bit, a little bit um, more. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Appealing in Apealing, some ways. Yeah, appealing. So hopefully, do you know what I mean? Hopefully, we'll get a win today, and we'll go out to try and get the win.
1: How does life in the Championship compare with the WPL as it was called last season? I mean, there must be greater demands on on your time and on the players' time.
4: Oh, most definitely. Obviously, the changing the changing structure works. The whole structure of the club had to change. Obviously, pre-season um, when we when we got the yes to go into the Championship and the Premier League. It, it, the the championship's a little bit more technical for the players as well. Obviously, for them, their work, they still have to work as well. So getting to training three times a week, it obviously is a little bit more difficult for them, but they've took it all on board. And you know what? This season has been, has been really good in that sense. Everyone's got to training on time um, they've, they've, they've gone through the programs that we've set as a club. So hopefully, obviously, that continues. And then hopefully next year um, we can take another another step forward.
1: No relegation this year and a lot of people will say that's a sensible thing to, to give clubs the time to transition and, and get used to the Championship. For you will it be though about trying to avoid that,
4: the wooden spoon or are you still looking upwards? No, still looking upwards. No-one wants to finish, obviously, as you say, the wooden spoon. So we were looking to obviously get a few more players fit, get a few more players up and ready for obviously the Leicester game next week, which is our bread and butter. Um, we, we need to obviously get more points. For us at the moment our problem is being inconsistent. Um, we're giving away silly mistakes which obviously are, are, are resulting in goals against. So if we can if we can stem that, because we are a good side on our day and we've shown that in games we've played. Um, so we're not far away. And the most important thing for me is that we're competing in these games. So if you're competing, that tells me you're not going to be far away. So onwards and upwards, um, yes we'll look to um, game three points next week. And, and then we have Lewis high midweek. So it's another, another game we'll look to um, to win. So hopefully yeah, like I say, second half of the season, hopefully it gets better.
1: Sum up the team spirit here. I mean, I've seen the fans at a couple of games and they're, they're so passionate. The atmosphere here on a match day is, is it's the best I've seen in, in women's football, the grounds I've been to. Sum up what that means to you and the players.
4: It means it means a hell of a lot. Um, it, knowing that obviously the, the fans are going to be out here when we come out the tunnel and, and after the game, it's massive for the players. It, it is like our, our 12th, our 12th man to be fair. Um, they, they, they talk to the girls in the bar afterwards. It's like a, a real family, family thing. With, with the supporters, and I see once they get going, uh, they don't stop. And for the players to actually play on the pitch and hear that is, is, is a massive buzz for them.
1: Now, back in the autumn, there was a, a report in the national press which suggested that there wasn't enough support from the men's side of Crystal Palace. I think the feeling within the club that that wasn't quite accurate. Just tell us about your relationship with Crystal Palace men's.
4: Uh, our relationship has got stronger and stronger every year I've been here. It's, it, it, it's growing stronger and stronger. And do you know what? I can't give enough, enough praise for um, Steve Parrish. Um, over at the men's club for obviously helping us out. They do. There's a lot that goes behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know about. Um, hence, that's probably where the stories come from. But let me tell you, the, the backing we've had from the men's um, this season has been unbelievable. And I know for sure that it will continue. Um, so that's all we need to know as a club. Um, if, they, if, if, we, if we wish to put it out there, then so be the chairman, we'll put it out there. But obviously I know what goes on and the backing from the, from the main club is, is huge. So, again, that gives us another another platform to build on, for obviously, for next season.
1: Kickoff is looming. Let's go and eavesdrop on the Crystal Palace dressing room.
0: Yeah, listen up,
4: yeah? Just finish off what you're doing. Right, well, today, ladies, we know what we've got to do, okay? If it's any team that we know quite a bit about, it's going to be Spurs, yeah? It's our fourth time of playing them, okay? I wanted to cast your mind back to the the kind of little cup game when we played them, obviously here on the lights. What a game that was! What a performance that was! Yeah. So we've got to reach them heights again today. Yeah. There's a nice little pot of gold at the end of it if we do. Yeah. But that's not that can't be obviously our motivation for today's game. Yeah. We need to get one over on the team that that has beat us um, so far twice. That, twice that the four times we've be played them. Okay. And most importantly, you've got to do it for yourselves. Yeah. Because it's about time we as a club started winning games. Yeah? Like I said, we've been competing in every single game we've played so far this season, okay? And we've not quite we've not quite got there on, on some of the occasions. Just think about the occasions when we did get there, we won the games. We, we, we beat bees. Yeah? Good feeling, isn't it? Yeah, that's where we need to get back to, and we need to get back to that starting, obviously starting today. It's about time we started winning games, girls. We're good enough. Yeah, let's have the confidence to go out there, get the ball down and play. Let's have the confidence to do the ugly parts of the game as well. Yeah. Chase the ball down. Make them tackles. Don't be dangling the foot in there. Just go straight through them. Yeah? Let's get the ball back. Sometimes I think we're too easy just to let the players have the ball and then when it, when it starts to it get into our danger area, okay, we think, oh, I better make a tackle now. No, make the tackle higher up the park. Okay, Win the ball back higher up the park. We're good enough. Yeah, let's get the ball. Let's get the, let's start getting the balls to our danger players. Yeah? Let them do their business up there. Yeah? Because we, we, we're nearly there. And that's the most frustrating thing for me and these guys here. We're nearly there. Competing every single game. Losing by the odd goal every single game. But if you stay in that rut, okay, you're never going to get out of it. So what I'm saying is we need an extra 10, 15, 20%. Yeah? And if it means chasing that ball down that you feel is going off, you damn well go and chase that ball and get it back. <coughs> Yeah? You go and do your job. Okay? I'll do our job, we'll do our job, defenders do our job, keep it does their job, give the ball to the forwards to go and do their job. Yeah? Okay? Make sure we are switched on our mindsets good now, girls, yeah? 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 Because yeah. it's a game to win, it's a game we can win. And this will take us on, like I said, to um, Leicester next week yeah. and then hopefully Lewis. Again, two games we can win. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Today, think about the money as well. Yeah? If you want that to be your motive, then. The, then do it, okay? But for me, it's about winning the game of football. Yeah? Let's go. Yeah.
1: We've got Eye of the Tiger playing in the background. That feels quite apt after what we've just heard in the dressing room, Samantha. What did you make of that pre-match uh, team talk from Dean Davenport?
2: I know, I've just been singing along to it, <laughs> So I forgot we were doing an interview for a second. <laughs> now I thought it was absolutely spectacular to listen to, actually. As, as I was saying, I felt motivated to go out there and perform, so I'm sure the players in the Crystal Palace team are feeling the same right now. He he was a very motivating character, uh, really impressive. And, I'm sure the girls will be really up for this game after that, and I have to say some some great music going on as well. I'm not sure what Jordan was going on about the S Club Seven because it certainly wasn't that. Maybe it changes when it's a cup game, but no, really enjoyed that team talk. I have to say, and I'm, I'm glad we were in to listen to it. Really,
1: Jordan was telling us about the different characters as well in the dressing room. I guess not everyone would. Um, I mean, I think everyone will be inspired by that speech, but. Do you think some players will get more nervous after hearing that? They feel just just what this means to everyone connected with the club?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously different players react differently. Some players will have cup nerves, but playing a, a Tottenham, who they play in the league, I think that settles your nerves a bit because you're not going into an unknown quantity. You know what Tottenham bring, you know their strengths and weaknesses, um, and especially having... You know, score penalties against them in a penalty shootout in the Continental Cup. I'm sure that will give them a lot of confidence going into this game. But you just have to turn those nerves into positive energy, and 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 once they once they get going and they start the game, those nerves sort of disappear.
3: And it's Crystal Palace to get things going for us here at Hayes Lane, kicking from left to right, going the ball right straight to
4: Are you, a Palace fan. No, I'm um, supporting my girlfriend at Tottenham, so, okay. yeah.
1: Do you go to most of the games?
4: Yeah, most of them, yeah. Um, I've been to everyone this season, so hopefully I can keep that up.
5: You want me asking who she is?
1: Which um, player?
4: Angela Addison.
5: Angela Addison, okay,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think she'd have been feeling like ahead of a, an FA Cup game? Because the FA Cup for, for the women in this country, in the top division, began today. This is a, yeah. the first round, really, as far as the, uh, the top teams are concerned. Is it a different approach from the league games?
4: I think they just take every game as it comes, really. And then just play football and hopefully get the win at the end of the day.
1: And what do you make of the the quality of it compared to other football that you see?
4: Um, I feel like with men, there's a lot more diving. Um, <laughs> women's football, is, I mean, it's, it's good. Like I'm a lot better than most of the men's football that I watch. So I feel like it should be treated as equal, really.
3: We're on the right-hand side. Oh, good play there from Leon to Naz. Naz trying to slip into Dean. And Rhianna Dean's through on goal here, up against Gillette. Is she going to put Spurs in the lead? Good save there from Lucy Gillette. It stays nil-nil. Nil-nil so far. What do you make of it?
5: Yeah, it's been a tight game. I mean, we're playing quite a high line, so it seems like they're, they seem to be targeting, getting around round the back. Um, and they've had a few one-on-ones. Our keeper's done really well, but... Um, um, uh, it's quite rare for us to play that that high up so um, obviously that's leaving a lot of space behind us so that's caused us a few problems but our keeper's done really well made three excellent saves um, with Gemma Bryan not playing again it's you know we 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 we, we don't like we we seem to lack that threat up front a little bit but um, yeah, you know, it's it's a they're always that's tight games these ones. And we beat Spurs earlier in the season in the cup, so hopefully we'll be able to uh, do the same again today.
1: Right, you lot up here with the flags and the banners, you make a great noise uh, at every game.
5: Yeah, do, uh, it's, it's not something you see replicated at uh, no. all games in men's football or women's football. No, no, that's right. I mean, I've been to quite a few away games, and the, and the support of the home team isn't anything like we get here. We're very fortunate. We've got a great group of lads and 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 and, and, and uh, women here who get behind the team and. You know, as you say, we, you know, we've only I think we've only won two games all season, and we're still here and we're still supporting the team. So, it's yes, great. Yeah, it's really real, real commitment from everyone. And uh, and but you know, only it, we're only replicating what we see out there, and, and they really do put a lot into this. So,
3: um,
5: so hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can get a result today and, and get oh, go on, and get a bit further in the tournament. We'll um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be really happy.
3: Oh, it's giving it away. Straight to Dean. Don't want to do that, Nash. Dean to put one. Oh, good save by Gillette. Back to Naz. And Spurs have the lead. And Four defensive errors. has led to Tottenham Hotspur taking the lead here at Hayes Lane. It's Crystal Palace. Ladies, nil. Tottenham Hotspur, ladies, one.
2: So, walking through the crowd, and I've managed to find Tottenham midfielder Anna Philby's mum. You enjoying the game so far? Yeah, sure. We're right on top of things at the moment. And how have you found Tottenham so far this season? I mean, top of the league. You must be a very proud mum right now. Yeah, really proud. They're playing really well. I really like the way they're playing football. It's really good. And what are you expecting from, from today's game? Fourth round of the FA Cup, massive occasion. How, how was Anna feeling before the game? Yeah, quite nervous, but quite confident of the win, to be honest. she um, The way they've been training, they've been training so hard and really working on pick set pieces and things. So... Yeah, quite confident. She was nervous but quite confident.
3: Naz picks it up for Spurs. She looks up, she could play in Neville, she can play in Neville and Neville's got acres and acres of space. And she approaches the penalty box, she puts her to the right, she puts her to the left, she's going to go for goal, she's going to put Spurs in the lead, once more, and she fires a second. It's Crystal Palace, ladies nil, Tottenham Hotspur two. So Palace did ever so well to weather the
1: storm for 41 <laughs> minutes of that half. Jessica Naz then put. Spurs ahead and Ashley Neville with a fine finish deep into first half injury time has made it Palace nil Tottenham two at half time we'll have to see uh, what the manager Dean Davenport has uh, to say to his players in the dressing room let's just grab a quick word with uh, Jordan Butler who is among the Palace substitutes uh, today Jordan what have you uh, made of that from the dugout your view from the dugout?
0: Um, it's been a difficult game, I think we didn't start the game well, uh, quite slow and off and obviously to go in 2-0 down is quite a disappointment for us, so um, definitely some changes at half-time and hopefully come out a bit stronger, try and play a bit better and hopefully get at least two goals back in it.
1: for Dean Davenport, what do you imagine he will be saying to his players at half-time? I mean you've been there in the dressing room when the team's trailing and perhaps hasn't played as well as they'd have wanted in the first half?
2: Well, he doesn't seem like a manager who might hold back, uh, that's for sure <laughs> judging by his character, but sometimes that's what you need, a manager to really go at you, uh, put you in your place and, and come back out and try and, you know, make more of the second half. I think I think the players will be really disappointed because it It looked like they were about to go in nil-nil and then two quick goals from Spurs just before the half-time mark and you have to give uh, Crystal Palace some some credit and some superb goalkeeping but uh, Tottenham chances were coming thick and fast really.
1: Certainly on top of this game we'll have to see if Palace can find a way back into it.
2: You're listening to the Match of Her Day
0: podcast in association with the Women's Football Yearbook.
1: It's half time, so Samantha's gone to grab some fans and get their views on one of the stories making the news this week. Athletic Bilbao set a new record for an attendance figure for a women's game in Spain, with 48,121 people watching their Copa del Rey quarter-final against Atletico Madrid on Wednesday. It was a bigger crowd than has watched any of Bilbao's men's games this season, and it was played at the men's San Mamés Stadium. The record for a WSL match in England it's around the 5,000 mark. So we're asking, should more women's games in England be played at the same stadium as the men's team?
2: I'm here with Chris and Maddie. Maddie plays for... You play for the Crystal Palace youth team. How's that going? Yeah, it's pretty good. Nice one. And what we wanted to know, the topic right now is, should, for example, Crystal Palace women's team play at Selhurst Park? Do you think that the women's team should be playing in the men's stadiums?
4: Yeah, I think they should. I mean, obviously... Um we're season ticket holders at crystal palace anyway and i know a lot of the youth team play in the under 23 and the under 18 fa cup games are played at Sellers park so i i, I can't see any reason why the uh, the women's game shouldn't be played there as well
2: and do you think that would increase the women's attendances maybe
4: definitely i mean because obviously um, crystal palace play over here in bromley and uh, the most core of support crystal palace fans are in the croydon area in south Norwood, where Sellers park is it makes sense that you know they played nearer to where the heart of where the football club is that um, they're gonna get more local people coming in. I mean they they, they incentivise it here anyway. You know I'm a season ticket holder so I get a discount to come here. But I, I li- fortunately live locally but people in the Croydon area in South Norwood being Crystal Palace fans literally on their doorstep then I definitely that would increase the uh, attendance.
2: And Maddy as a young Crystal Palace player are you really aspiring to to play in the first team? And what would it mean to you to play in a place like Selhurst Park Stadium like that? It would just be amazing. It's just like a dream come true. I'd love it. And would it give you a bit more, even more motivation than you already have to, to make it in the first team level if you knew that you could be possibly playing at Selhurst Park? Yeah, absolutely. Just the thought of it is amazing.
5: I don't know how many how many are here today. Not a, not a lot. Yeah. I do think it raises the profile of the game, which is what it needs, and it crosses over into man, man, male fans as well, the ones that support the male teams. so yeah, important I think in that respect.
2: But do you feel that, maybe today you're saying there's not that many people, but if it were to be played at Selhurst Park, would you not feel that maybe there would be a lot more people there?
5: Yeah, I think the exposure would be good, I think that's what we need really, more exposure of the female teams really.
2: And do you think maybe people you know, if they knew it was games were going to be played at Selhurst Park, be a bit more of an attraction to, to go and watch in a stadium like that? Yeah,
3: you could say that. I mean, this is not a it's not a bad stadium, but it's Selhurst Park. I mean, you can't really. I'd love to go and watch a game at Selhurst Park, to be fair. So,
1: well, a lot of interesting thoughts there, Samantha, What what do you think about this discussion? I mean, you play at Honeycroft at the moment for QPR, and you get about 70 or 80 people there. I was looking at the attendances. Would you like to get a game or two at Loftus Road?
2: I mean, that would be incredible to play at any iconic stadium and a big stadium at that. You'd be happy and it would be really exciting. But at the same time, I do like Honeycroft because it's quite intimate. And if you're not getting many fans there and you're playing in this massive stadium, then you're not really going to feel the atmosphere. So there's two sides to this argument and... There's positive and positives and negatives to both sides, really. But I mean, personally, I would absolutely love to play on a, on a good pitch. Uh, I remember when I was younger playing at Vicarage Road with some friends that were playing for Watford at the time. And you sort of look around, you know, like, wow, there's Premier League players playing on this pitch. It's, it's a huge stadium. It's very well maintained. And you can only get a buzz from that. You're listening to the Match of Her Day podcast.
3: Crystal Palace have a back four, back five, inside the six-yard box. It's an indirect free kick here, live on BBC Sport Online for Tottenham Hotspur. Whoever who already have the advantage, have two goals. There are two goals in front from the whole home side. It's going to be Hines or Leon to fire this in, and I can see where she's going to put this. It's Hines to take it, right in the bottom corner, as expected. Crystal Palace nil, Tottenham Hotspur three. The substitute gets the goal, and I think the North London side are going to be in that hat for that draw tomorrow evening, live on BBC News.
2: I'm here with a Spurs fan, Spurs 3-0 up right now. And, and you were just saying it's your first Spurs women's game you've been to. You support the club. Absolutely. So how have you found the game so far?
4: It's interesting. It's been the first final. I can't really gauge it on the standard of it all. But they're playing very well. I mean, they've got three good goals. And I'm quite happy. The sun's shining and uh, it's very nice. I'm enjoying it, yeah. And
2: I'm do you think after today you might come to some more Spurs ladies' matches? I think
4: I will, yeah, especially get they've got through to the next round. Depends where it is, because my team, I support sometimes on a Saturday, play at Chess Hunt, and it's where the ladies play. So I know where that is. So I might pop along and yeah, see them in the next round, definitely. it would be quite interesting.
3: But well, that's it. Tottenham Hotspur, half through to the last 16 of the FA Cup in the fifth round. The final score here is Crystal Palace, ladies nil. Tottenham Hotspur, three. Jordan, tough afternoon in the end.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it's disappointing for us to drop out of the FA Cup so early. Um, But credit to Tottenham. They played really well today and deserved the win.
1: For you personally, you didn't make it off the bench. Are you one of those people who who just looked at it from a team perspective or is there personal disappointment as well?
0: Um, Do you know what? It's it's disappointing as a player not to play, but at the end of the day, the 11 that go out, I trust every one of my teammates. So sitting on the bench is difficult, but I definitely think the 11 that went out deserves to play and... Unfortunately, just we're unlucky today, just didn't play as great as we normally
1: do. Are you someone who can get it out of your system quickly or when you're at work tomorrow, are you going to be mulling this game over and thinking what the team might have been able to do, perhaps better?
0: Um. Do you know what, it's difficult as a player to not get your head down about it, but I think the most important thing is that you start the fresh, like a week fresh, and we obviously got training this weekend, go straight back into it and hopefully make the team next week and, and see what we can do.
1: And how do you look to the, to the season ahead now? Is it about trying to avoid that, that wooden spoon, that last position in the first season in the championship, or are you still looking onwards and upwards and seeing how high perhaps you might be able to finish?
0: Yeah. Um, I think with the squad that we've got we definitely aren't looking to finish bottom um, and obviously every week we'll just push on and see the best that we can do. I think obviously at the start of the season we're unlucky with um, being given the championship status very late on so it was quite difficult in terms of setting up and recruiting players and stuff. So um, I definitely think we're just going to see this year through and then obviously look to build over the summer and come out next year and, and really push for it.
1: Well, we wish you all the best Thank and hopefully we'll be seeing you again soon. Thanks Cheers. for all your time today, Thank Jordan. No Cheers.
0: Cheers. Thank you.
1: So, full time at Hayes Lane, it's finished Crystal Palace, Neil Tottenham. Three disappointing afternoon uh, for the Eagles. Let's see uh, what the manager's response is to that.
4: Talk to me second half. 100 times better than the
0: first half. We worked, uh, didn't, we worked harder, we pressed harder, <coughs> in my opinion.
4: Anyone else? Right, for me, okay, I won't go away from what I said at half time. So you know what I felt at half time, yeah, and after the second half, I thought it was slightly better. But it's still not what we expected to play football for this club, I'll I know. now. We've just lost to a team, right, or I thought today we would come in and we'd, we'd compete against. Okay? That's the <coughs> first time, okay, this season that we've not competed. And that really, really gets my go. From the first minute, okay, to the last minute out there, okay, we wasn't good enough. Okay, do you know what? I'd hold my hands up if I thought, do you know what? They've got far more better players than what we've got. Perhaps they have. Perhaps we ain't good enough. That's the way that I feel at the moment. Perhaps, individually, we're not good enough. (coughs) Or it must be we ain't looking after ourselves outside of football. or. It's pointless me writing all this and Kurt writing all that was on the wall. It's pointless in doing it. We might as well just come in here, give you a shirt, say go and play football. Because that today was a shambles. Absolute shambles. Now we go and play Leicester next week. Another big game, tough game. Off the back of a performance like that. So this week, it has to be spot on. There <coughs> can't be any excuses. How are we supposed to build from that? <coughs> Granted, it can't get any worse, surely.
1: Then you didn't hold back with the players there. You, you made it clear how you felt about that performance. Um, is there any more more measured response to it? Are you still ten minutes on from that moment in the dressing room? Are you still feeling the anger?
4: Yeah, I'm still still a bit of anger. I just need to calm down a little bit. I just I just think the performance wasn't wasn't good enough. Um, especially for wearing, a, for wearing a palace shirt, um, and we've we've played a lot better. It's just so frustrating when when, when you set yourself up to go to try and win a game and it's not. It, it, the girls don't perform to the way you expect them to.
1: As a manager, do you have to get this defeat out of your system and the performance out of your system quickly? Not let it, let it linger in the week and really start planning ahead very quickly.
4: No, nice no, definitely. What's what's been said in the changer now. We'll um, we'll leave that. That that will be forgotten, about, not not so much forgotten about, but that's it's been said. And come tomorrow when we come for for our recovery, um, it'll be a, it'll be a different week, um, and it'll be all um, preparation for for Leicester.
1: I well, wish you well for the Leicester game. Thank Probably. you. Cheers, well, that's it for the first ever match of Her Day podcast. Thanks to Crystal Palace for hosting us,
2: and thank you for listening. Until next time, goodbye.